When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. After several weeks of being stuck inside, thousands have flocked here to Bolivar Peninsula to make the most of their time while out. Been in quarantine and like I need to get out and party. Go topless Jeep weekend. What's better than beach and a few drinks and Jeeps? Man, it can't be better than that. In full swing at beaches on Bolivar Peninsula. <laughs> this event comes at a time where beaches across the state are reopening following the coronavirus pandemic. And beachgoers like Chelsea Collier are still taking precautions to stay safe. Wash them hands for 20 seconds and keep them clean with their Germex. Totally. The Galveston County Sheriff's Office has enlisted the help of 40 DPS troopers. The additional presence of law enforcement has been a welcoming sight for beachgoers. Law enforcement has definitely made their visitability and made people chill out and not be as crazy. The cops are doing their job as long as they don't be mean to people who are actually being innocent. Then I'm all gravy, baby. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast. So put your toes in the sand, get a drink in your hand, because we go into the beach, peeps. It's all gravy, baby. You're so full of it. I'm your host, Luce Cannon. I'm sorry, LC. And I am joined, as always, with the Zippy Baco. How are you, sir? I'm gravy, baby. And I'm all gravy, nice. baby. You know, zippy means bright, fresh, or lively. And that's exactly how I always see you. <laughs> Especially this time of the morning. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I pride myself on being a morning person, but it's been a little hard with this disheveled uh, look I'm carrying around now. Oh, okay. I think uh, I think I'm uh, one day away from a self haircut. But uh, <laughs> all right, uh, have they opened up uh, salons in uh, the Denver area? <laughs> salons, uh, barber shops, yeah, all those places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like you places, to... <laughs> places, places you can get a nice perm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Sit go down to barber shops. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I do. Go to a place called Floyd's, Floyd's Barbershop, which I think was actually named after, uh, from hearing your recent episodes, reminding me, it's a whole rock theme thing. So I think it actually was named after, uh, from like Nirvana song. Isn't there something called Floyd the Barber? I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Maybe. Pretty sure. On okay. Bleach. I'm going with it. Anyway. Yeah. It's all a rock themed, uh, chain around here, but, it, uh, they have a place yeah. here called Hi-Fi Hair. Um, yeah. and they, you can buy old stereo equipment and get your hair cut. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. If you're, if you're going in to spend, uh, you know, 20 bucks for a haircut, you might as well buy a $300, uh, you know, record player too. It makes a, sense. A vintage, uh, Sansui tube head. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, nice. Okay. Anyway, 
You know, um, I always like to to you know bring my family matters to you for advice and guidance, and typically I, I do the opposite of whatever you say, and it's worked out pretty good for me. Um, we have a bit of a marital marital issue. I was hoping you could chime in on. Ooh, you know, I like that. Um, well, Amy has been stuck home for I don't know almost two months now, and now she wants a puppy. I I don't wow. have a problem with dogs, but. They are a commitment, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's like this show. I don't want to commit more than I can do, you know? I, I And, you know, she she can take care of it now, but when she gets called back to work, that's going to change. But we came up to an agreement that I finally caved. I said, we can get it, but I get to name it. And now Ooh. she doesn't like the name that I picked for it. And you tell me what's wrong with this name, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> You're serious, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, that is amusing. Do you, do you have more here? Because I actually have a very connected story. I cannot believe this. I that's odd. Let me hear your connected story. Maybe it somehow ties into what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, my my buddy. Well, first off, I should mention that we did foster and, and end up adopting a dog, a German Shepherd mix, uh, during COVID. Uh, as well, it seems to be a thing that goes on because a uh, friend of the show, Chris, who lives out there with you, um, <laughs> also is a adopting um, a dog, a, a a golden doodle, because he likes to have things manufactured and, and made from a breeder because he, he is such a, a man to do that. Anyway, so he's, the point is, is that he's naming his dog Devin also so he can yell at it all the time. Yeah. Uh, he, he he messaged me and told me about that. So no, we're not getting a fucking dog. Uh, okay, Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> I told he said like, he, he was telling me that your your um go to move on this whole thing is to act like it's not even happening, like you don't oh. even acknowledge it. So I, I I told him I'd help him out and get you to at least acknowledge that your friend is gonna get a dog named Devin. So <laughs> okay, well that's I'm glad I. Uh, I, I didn't pr- pretend that the real life is going on in the background. So, yeah, <laughs> at least this time. In real life, if if we were going to get a dog, I'd be the one pushing for it more than Amy. Uh, but uh, really, okay. Well, it's, you know, you're filled with cats. That's a big transition. But uh, <laughs> what I say is, if you're going to commit to something, just say you'll commit to take care taking care of the dog every two weeks at max. Right. <laughs> I think I could handle a weekend. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, it's like fuck. We went to New York for four days, Vegas for a week. You don't got to do anything. You just give it shit ton of food up for the cats clean the litter boxes and come home but a dog you gotta have it's it's basically a baby that never grows up you know it's it's gotta be taken out and walked and all and and look when i grew up we had them but you know there's people at the house all the time you know between work schedules and kids and the fact of the matter is that uh, it's just maybe when I retire, I'll get like a, a chihuahua or something. <laughs> no, but the, it's great to have one again. But at the same time, you're looking at it and it's just an expense, man. It's yeah, like oh, you're yeah. looking at you're looking at anytime you like you said, you go if you plan some kind of uh, trip, you got to say, OK, we got to factor in a couple, you know, some money here when we're gone. And that could be a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, and, then, and then I'll tell you what. If I ever start a business again, I'm going into the pet industry because the markup on that shit is out of control for like a leash, like 30, 40 bucks. It's a profit deal, Baco. It's a <laughs> profit deal. Uh, well, well, good luck with that anyway. You do, at least you got the kids there. I mean, you know, things yes. to kind of keep the dog busy when you, you can't do it, that kind of stuff. But um, it is It gives me something to yell at them about. Like, remember, you committed on walking on this, motherfucker. Yeah. Take yeah. this dog out now. Do not <laughs> bitch. You sign the contract. Get to work. Hard ass Elsie Jr. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I have a little bit of business I need to get out of the way um, from one of the whatever never mind episodes. Um, the Ooh, latest good. one that came out was with John Lamoro, and in it, I referred to uh, I made a joke about some dick in Pickering, Ontario. Now, for those who don't know, a friend of ours, uh, Lee McCormick, lives in in Pickering, Ontario, oh. and. I just misspoke. I, I didn't mean to call Lee a dick. I meant to say the guy with the big dick in Pickering, Ontario. Uh, Good so, point. Yes. Uh, look, I'm not saying anything to squish in Pickering, Ontario doesn't already know. But, you know, the rest of the world should know that Lee has a giant schlong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, does Pickering mean something else in, in Canada? It's a city in Canada. I don't know. It just sounds like, you know, Pickering. It does anyway. kind of sound like some kind of slang term for something weird, huh? That's it's like a I'm Canadian saying. sex act. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. The Pickering snowshoe. <laughs> yeah, he like I can I can see him in in his adult life. He's like, where should I live? He looks at a map and I'm, I'm definitely going to Pickering, man. 
Yeah, I, somehow I think it involves boogers for some reason. <laughs> okay, so they're going to a different end. This is some kind of gross well, thing. Well, yeah. Well, it is a sex act, sex act so. Um, you, you realize know, you just gave him a compliment and then you move him down. And just <laughs> yeah, move him to, you know, like, yeah. to booger picker. As okay. I want to booger, do, yeah. Booger picker <laughs> Lee McCormick. Anyway, I actually, uh, that was an off-the-cuff joke. I must That city must have just been in my head because of all the videos he's been posting. It says live from Pickering. Um, okay. Anyway, sorry about that, Lee. Sorry for the mix-up. Uh, everybody knows you have a huge dick now. That's right. Uh, big, big dick booger picker, Lee McCormick. <laughs> then I'm all gravy, baby. Which is actually the name of his one of his albums. Oh god! Now we have to have now now you have to have him on the show where he gets a chance to, to to tear us apart. But uh, anyway. it's a continuous uh, it's a continuous compliment and then apology to Lee McCormick. Uh, anyway, you can uh, find Lee McCormick on his show uh, uh, Bruce the Goose. I think is the name of his po- podcast. Uh, Tramps Like Us is Lee's uh, Bruce Springsteen podcast, but he covers other yes. stuff on there, too. But sure. um, yeah. You know, with that, I would like to uh, seriously mention that whatever, never mind, I've had a couple people reach out, say they, you know, how do, can they subscribe to it? It's just part of the, the Cobras and Fire feed is all I want to r- remind people. Uh, if you're a subscriber to the Cobras and Fire thing, it just shows up on the on the Tuesdays that they come out. They, you know, it'll be roughly every other week, but kind of like what we just did with Hot in the Shade. We're not going to split those apart. And plus, we had the Ron Keel interview right in front of that. I just wanted to clear it up for anybody that if there was any confusion, it is a side cast that shows up on the Cobras and Fire feed, just kind of like what Pods and Sods does with uh, Marana Phonics and the six uh, songs series they do. So. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, every any, any week that there's not a Cobras and Fire episode, you will see the whatever, never mind, top 25 grunge album countdown with various guest hosts, podcasters, friends of the show, and, and things of that nature. And I got to tell you, can I just jump in here about the, the show? Sure. Is that I've really been enjoying it. And again, I always like, there's two things I enjoy, and that's listening to my own voice and uh, listening <laughs> to, my, to my show, and also being entertained by something on our own feed. It, it, it's, it's, I highly enjoyed the John Lamro. I've enjoyed all of them, but the last one with Lamro and the Deep Six album, man, I really that, the enjoy, that talk was great. Anytime it had to do with not the music. <laughs> yeah, that that was a um, a tough pill to to sit through musically, but you know, I it, my mindset when listening to it was of the historical significance of it. Yeah, and my point is is that that when you can make that's why I I thought that was such a great episode because we can make something when you can make something entertaining off of the subject at hand is not you know the the most pleasurable listen. Awesome. So I've really enjoyed the shows. I've also really enjoyed the uh, like the interviews you've added to it too, like the sub pop. Um, yeah, hopefully I get more interview. of those. Yep. Um, I don't know if you want to talk more about that, but that was that was a kick-ass uh, interview. The interviews have been great, too. The color. When you go, man, you go all you, – just like this dog thing that you're going to get when you're adopting this new dog. <laughs> you're talking about your commitment levels to the roof. I mean, the fact that when we do these Black Sabbath, you know, deep dives and, and stuff like that, when you do the side interviews, it really takes it next level. So uh, I'm, I'm done blowing you, but I'm just telling you in, in general, like it's it's been a nice listen. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the series continuing. Very good. Yeah. And uh, we got shit. Who did I? We got like BJ Cramp coming up on an episode and we got uh, our friend of show Gene Vogel coming up pretty quick here. Uh, mm-hmm. And Aaron Camaro, I think, is on deck uh, for one of the nice. records coming up. But uh, yeah, so it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. And also just want to say thanks to Aaron and Chris at Decibel Geek for inviting both you and I on the show recently. We did their quarantine episodes and that was a lot of fun. Uh, the game, the game show part, just hearing Aaron in game show mode is amusing uh, in and of itself. But uh, and you ran away with questions. it. Uh, I, I I recorded the first <laughs> and probably last tie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you did the tie, and then uh, I I cleaned up on the uh, the kiss round. Yeah. Um. And uh, so so definitely check out that series. And so I I enjoyed that. But you've been definitely active on other shows too. You want to mention some of those? Yeah, you can hear me on the one of the more recent episodes of the Hustle Podcast. I'm uh, on a panel talking about our favorite rock books. So uh, it's time yeah. time you get out there and uh, and uh, do some shows besides Decibel Geek. Although yeah, it, <laughs> I gave them crap because like you know I've four hundred. How long have I been writing for them? Five years, and I, this is the yeah. first time I get on it. No, but that's it's all right. It took you to 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 badger them. It's like it was like well, yeah, they're just yeah. doing you set, a solid. They don't really I, like yeah, me I, that much. I, I set it up and then said, "You go first. <laughs> because the weather was nice. Uh, not for your ego. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Lead singer disease. Go first. Absolutely. All right. But as far as our show, don't forget, you can hear us every Thursday night on Uncontrolled Noise Radio uh, at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. That's noise with a Z. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. Please follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Cobras Fire. And you can join our Facebook group, Cobras on Fire, and connect with other listeners. You can just find that searching uh, groups on Facebook. And, of course, you can find your way to all those places just by going to CobrasonFire.com. That's right. We would love it if you left us reviews. And my understand that we actually have a review to read this week, Luz. We do. And, again, at CobrasonFire.com, you can actually find all the different categories, too, like the Whatever Nevermind whole category of uh, sidecasts as well. So, yeah, we do have a review. It's on uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, it goes like this. It's five stars. I always like to start with that. And it's by a username called Pimpin' Ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And um, this was done just uh, earlier this month. It says, a fun show with great hosts and a lot of laughs. LC and Baco are some of the best podcast hosts in the business. Ooh, They bring the to the show up-to-date information with a humorous twist to what's going on in music and life. I've been turned on to a number of artists through this show. Rock is not dead. And it has some emoticons of uh, uh, throwing up the, the horns. So, God, I mean, that, that one made my day, man. Come on. He pretty much just summarizes our show. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling <laughs> the, the, BS. Uh, the guy called you. you so? He called you LC. You wrote that. I did not. You're trying I, to rebrand my... yourself through a review. Oh, is that what I'm doing? Okay. No, I, I'm not pimping ho. I can give, I can tell you that much. But um, it, it does sound suspect. It's very complimentary and uses a lot of, lot of our catchphrases from the show. It seems to hit your key points, too. It really does. I really find things. a lot of music listening to this show. Uh, it does sound like an I Amazon I think we know who Pimpin' Ho is. His name is Elsie. Do we? Oh, is this me? Okay, all right. Rebrand. The rebrand review. <laughs> check out the notes to the show either on our post on our website or in the show notes in the podcast app uh, because we want you to check out these these artists and yeah buy it right now especially because they can't make any money touring and uh we all know streaming does jack shit for the artists right now well being a music show i thought we'd talk about something in the news <laughs> Ooh, yes not music news. music news oh not music news no, good yeah, okay good. <laughs> You know, there, there's all these different kind of rollouts with uh, people kind of ending these lockdowns, and, and every state has their own like kind of little phase out. Sure. Um, one thing that I've seen covered in, in almost any oceanfront state, it's, it seems like there's just this fucking people lose their shit for this one thing that they they either are being allowed to do for the first time in a while, or that they're afraid they won't be allowed to do right fucking now, and that is go to the beach. Um, I, I assume you've seen some of these news stories where people are just overcrowding these beaches. They're they're rushing out too quick, or they're losing their shit because I can't go to the beach, but you can go, you know, do something <laughs> totally unrelated. Um, yeah. 
And there's not, nothing wrong with the beach. It's good to get out and get some sun, you know, but it is not very high on my list of things that, that I can't live without. And I don't live near a beach, so you think I'd want it more. But the, right. the, the, the people that can go, I mean, I could, I could go a decade without going to the beach. Almost everything sure. I love about the beach, I can do anywhere, like plenty of other places. You know, get out and run around outside, have a drink outside, pass out outside. I can do all those right. things in my backyard without going to a beach. So, uh, exactly. what are your thoughts on uh, packing up the truckster and going to the beach? Is this a big deal to you? Do you really crave the beach? No. I mean, I, I moved from Florida, <laughs> away from Florida, so if that tells you something, you know, that is nothing about, that's the entire selling point of Florida, essentially, is beaches and, and water, right? Denver and, is and, almost uh, the center point from the nearest beach, like a, like a, it's a perfect circumference, it's like. Yeah, exactly, yeah, so, no, not, not, not a big, th- not a big thing for me, uh, uh, it sounds great in concept, lots of vacation pictures, looks good in photos. Yeah. But uh, reality, eh, not so much. <laughs> Swimming in the ocean kind of sucks ass, too. <laughs> <laughs> you get salt water. Hey, do you like that feeling in a pool, except you have salt water in your mouth and uh, might be eaten by a shark? Come on to a beach. And they're always the drunkest fucking people, too. And I'm all gravy, baby. But, you know, which you would think I'd like. Those are my people. But I just don't get it. I, honest to God, of all the things that we've been dealing with, to freak out and lose your shit over the beach. The, the concept of a beach is always that there's this just gore, you know, your movies are gorgeous woman just walking around and and it's hot and it's it's just an awesome <laughs> amazing time. It's like spring break every day. The fact is there's just kids and di- kids running around with the, you know, big big turds in their diapers and screaming and yeah. and uh, not not so beautiful woman and and not so beautiful us. <laughs> yeah, it's going it's, on it's the not beach. hot chicks playing beach volleyball. It's Chris Christie under an umbrella with a drink and no shirt. <laughs> yeah, and if you're a lady, you're looking for that scene in Top Gun, or if you're a guy, yeah, um, and uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, no. But uh, th- that doesn't really exist. So uh, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, really. uh, I put together a list. I asked you to do the same of things that uh, that during this lockdown I miss more than the beach. Boy, I yeah, I had I had fun putting together this list. So yeah, go ahead. Here are things that uh, Loose Cannon and I miss more than the beach. All right, dinner with friends, camping. Record shopping. Babysitting anyone. (laughs) Putting air in my tires. Going to church. (laughs) Not needing conditioner for my hair. Filing Nicolas Cage's taxes. (laughs) Running into a crowded men's room and yelling, is this where all the dicks hang out? (laughs) Listening to an episode by the LaFons. (laughs) Making dinner reservations in Gene Simmons' name. <laughs> Owning a ferret. <laughs> Crop dusting through any crowded area. Teaching Vince Neal how to twerk. <laughs> S- spelling my own name with giant letters at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Licking an unclean tanning bed <laughs> post-COVID. <laughs> Close talkers. Uh, slamming my nuts in the sliding glass door over and over until I pass out. <laughs> and uh, putting on somebody's shoes in a bowling alley. <laughs> and lastly for me, just was, was just accelerate the process by burning my face on the stove and throwing sand all over my car and home. When I went to the doctor, I was feeling bad.
All right, so that was "Got It Pretty Good" by Soul Asylum, and I got to tell you, their their latest their latest album. Um, I have given zero shits about Soul Asylum for a long time, but if you like Grave Dancers Union and you like Misery, basically their two albums where they uh, they actually were famous. Um, this is ba- basically them going back to that. Okay. So it, it is a nice return to form. So definitely check it out in full. I've really enjoyed playing this album, just letting it flow. So uh, you tell me it's just Dave Perner only, right? Yeah, he's the only one left. I mean, like, uh, shit, they're, I think their bass player died in the 90s at some point, and the guitar player, Dan, left, I don't know, at least 10 years ago. And the drummer has been kind of a, a rotating guy. I think for a while he actually had Prince's drummer from New Power Generation, Michael Bland. Okay. Not, not positive on that, but, uh, yeah, d- Dave, I believe, lives in New Orleans more than Minnesota now, but... Uh, He's still, okay. I mean, Soul Simon will do like, you know, in-store record shows or in-store performances at like record stores once in a while. And then, of course, the occasional local show. But Yeah, but it's called it's called Hurry Up and Wait. Just came out this year. Cool. Our, our last uh, episodes with the two of us were the uh, the Hot in the Shade uh, kind of uh, where we, we, we resequenced and, and fixed the album for Kiss. Uh, Part one and two is available for anybody who hasn't heard it, but uh, as with everything we do, Kiss, the numbers kind of spike a little bit. Um, But we put out a poll, and the results ended up being, like, uh, basically the poll was, whose sequence did you prefer, mine or or, or yours? And uh, (laughs) it was pretty split. Um, I I know on the, the, the Twitter poll came in exactly half and half. Last I checked, I think it was like one vote lead for me on Facebook and then uh, yep. in the group. And then on the Facebook page, which for some reason wouldn't let me actually put a poll, it was damn near 50-52. So it's uh, basically everybody agrees that you and I fixed the record, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good sign, the fact that, that it's split so much, because it just means that the fact that it, we did. We should have been the producer. The the uh, Can you imagine <laughs> if it said produced by Colbert? Maybe. There is a whole thing now called Run Out Groove where they actually – people vote for what reissues to put mm-hmm. out for certain bans. Like actually – what a great concept, by the way. Runoutgroove.com. You can actually vote and talk about what extras you would want. And they come to reality for a lot of these bands. Like oh. the Donna's just had a reissue. So imagine if we did that for Kiss and it said in the credits, produced by Cobras and Fire. Right on. The yeah. new, new, new resequencing? Come on. Yeah. we hot, could. That, that. Hot, hot in the cannon and uh, <laughs> what? What was the other one? Baco in Baco the shade. In the, yeah. Baco in the shade. Uh, nice. Hot in the cannon sounds like, in, like one of those Pickering uh, uh, snowshoes. <laughs> <laughs> that, definitely, that definitely is a... Uh, is some business pickering. <laughs> Back to you, Lee McCormick. Uh, but no, yes. uh, we had a lot of good feedback from that. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you everybody who listened and chimed in and, and went along with the poll. It did get me thinking a lot. And part of it was the whole, um, when we were talking about replacing, you know, every song that had love in it with Dick and yeah. coming up with the song Dick Gun. Yep. Um, it, it, it really, you know, during COVID right now is time where creative types like you and I, you know, <laughs> it's time for us to unleash the the all these projects and, and, and work on our craft. And and one of the, the some of the craft that I've been working on that goes to the to Dick Gun in a second is uh you know that I'm starting to play bass. Yes. Uh, well, I rumor had it you took a bass lesson at one point. I, don't, <laughs> I haven't had an update in about seven months, but okay. Well, I I, I have. I've been playing bass, and you know the. I thought you were being creative. <laughs> 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 well done. <laughs> All right, but but you know, like like I always, uh, uh, it got me thinking about like if I was going to start a band, I always joke that I would call it like I named this podcast Cobras and Fire, mm-hmm. and and I think that my idea with Dick Gun was, it, 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 you know. For an album, I want to see because you you love covers. You're a big fan of covers, as well, oh, right? I can't get enough of them. Right? You like take the original. I want. I like the original, but I'd much rather have a cover of it. Right? I want to get rid of the original versions of all songs and only have covers. <laughs> and I want Pretty Boy Floyd to do all of them. Okay. Then we're well, the Bullet Boys. Well, anyway, so as I'm working on my bass playing, I'm thinking. Ultimately, I would like to release an album. We could start a band, you know. I don't, you know, a side project for you, you yeah. know, uh, like Jesus Christ. And I want, you know, I need your production skills. I want to have Cobras and Fire the band and the album to be called Single Entendre, <laughs> and uh, and it would be all covers, but it would just strip all of of the uh, uh, the subtlety away, and we would have a song like Dick Gun. Yeah. And I was thinking, what are some songs that I could play bass on? I'm thinking like. Well, another Kiss one, I could do Lick It Up. It would just, it would just be called Lick Spunk Up. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. You could have, uh, we could do, 
Um, what about what about uh, a warrant song? We could just do Pussy Pie. Okay. <laughs> you like this one? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and uh, you know, also the nice the bass. You know, as I always say, unskinny bop is a pretty good bass bass one to learn, right? Yeah, good to practice. We'll just call on. that one, yeah, good practice song. We we'll just call that one fat fucking. Uh, even Rick Allen can play that one. You only need one hand. <laughs> That's fat true. fucking. Uh, yeah. So what do you think? Dick gun, fat fucking, lick spunk up, and pussy pie. That I think, would be the, I think that's the album all... title needs to change to No Entendre. <laughs> <laughs> no Entendre. That's good. I like it. That, so that's that... what the hot in the sh- hot in the shade uh, got me thinking. Oh, that's what man. happens. She's my pussy pie. Dick gun is basically saying dick dick. And it, yeah, that's pussy really pie is, yes. is like saying pussy pussy. Then I'm all gravy, baby. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Or, or the other album title, titled Devoid of Creativity. They <laughs> <laughs> are playing bass. I'll tell you this about uh, the Cobras and Fire Band. Uh, if it goes out and we do the single entendre tour, we're going to be oh, playing yeah. live shows. Uh, have you seen any of the footage uh, from some show in Arkansas where they staged the first socially distanced concert? Um, you sent it to me, yes. Yeah. Well, the, the picture looked like a lot of the Jesus Chrysler shows. <laughs> Just empty? Yeah, it's just like, you know, like three people in front of the stage, uh, if you're lucky. Uh, and then just kind of sure. random people, a good 20 feet apart, spread out throughout the area there. What What do you think of this kind of idea where you basically just spread people around and don't let them get near anything? Did it actually have dividers or did they just have like little things written on the put up like tape on the floor or something well like, like on the floor they they put like four seats together and then there's a big group of, of space and then they have like uh sections taped off in the balcony where you can't go okay, okay. um first off i've seen a lot of ideas from restaurants that i l- would love to see for multiple reasons like the whole thing with putting mannequins <laughs> in, in, in like at tables that you're not supposed to sit at i think that would be super creepy make them like uh rocking that would be kind of cool like uh, you know put them in weird weird uh configurations i like the thing um i would love i I would attend immediately one of these things where I think uh, Gene Vogel shared this, or maybe it was you about the, as you'd like to say, I need to give all credit to you to anything I've seen on Facebook. So you probably shared this, but Shit. it was like a bar that has like this contraption that's like an inner tube. Sure, on yeah, I saw that going around too, yeah. Okay, uh, that was at a concert? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> it would, I would have kind a of slam a dancing. Drink. Yeah, a little, little drink holder on the side, and, and you got the inner tube. That would be just fun. Um, so that's a good way to do it. But no, I don't think that it, there's – you've got to have some kind of um, weird – almost like to make it work in all, in all reality, I think you would have to have something kind of like the VIP seating thing. You'd actually have to have something almost like a bank or whatever like that where you put those – those uh, whatever you call it, like the velvet rope or whatever in between things um, or turnstiles. Not a turnstile. Whatever. You're going to have to have some physical thing. I think any kind of tape configuration saying stand here is never going to work. Sure, yeah. It, Once you have a couple drinks and stuff like that, too. Yeah. On, the, on the mannequin thing, you know a lot of the, these like South Korean uh, baseball teams are doing stuff where they actually have like uh, – I saw I saw one where they're actually robotic mannequins where they actually stand up and, and hold Cheer? signs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, is, that is it. That is a dystopian future. And, <laughs> oh, my uh, Lord. The Green Bay Packers saw that, and they're working on mannequins that don't just stand up, but they also piss themselves. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, fart a lot. Uh, but uh, one of the South Korean baseball teams actually got in trouble for, instead of using mannequins, they used sex dolls, blow-up ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're actually getting fined or something for this. It must have been just cost-saving. They put clothes on it and stuff. You just see the, ah, cocksucker mouth. Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about like shooting a free throw and seeing nothing but like blowjob dolls in the back? It's got to like, throw your game off a little bit. Oh, but yeah, I'm with you. I think if you did something like Northern Invasion with those like bumper car tables, <laughs> everybody's just walking around. It looks like a bunch of giant toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like the, the only thing is served is that actually in a bottle. You have to have the little nipple. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you, you, even watching people kind of push those across like pavement they were kind of vibrating they had to hold their drink the whole time yeah you get a bottle it's less of a ordeal yeah you have to you have to change into a diaper a man diaper oh, yeah. how do you go to, to the bathroom in that thing imagine the size of the porta potty you got, well, you got a ramp you got a like some kind of weird motorized door opening i i think that's where we'd have to go to you first, walk is... hey wait wait you walk yeah, you ahead. walk that thing over a hole and you just 
<laughs> just stick your just stick your dick yeah, down and you, go you, down you, a drain. You some kind of like vanity curtain around the outside. <laughs> that way you can just do it anywhere. You just have a hole, and everybody lines up for the hole. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, how about? Uh... Line up for the hole. I think is one of the the uh, tracks on my on the single entendre uh, <laughs> album too. That's the original song. Yeah, yeah. But but <laughs> we have one original called "Line Up for the Hole." <laughs> oh man, gross. Featuring um, no, Jasmine Saint Clair. I think that pissing is very important though, because for all this social distancing thing, I mean, the lines at a bathroom now with all the <laughs> stalls open are long at a concert, right? Right. I mean, can you? Can you imagine the the line at a guy's bathroom at a Rush concert with social distancing? I mean, that would be going around the block. To, I don't you think Rush, Rush fans hold it because they don't want to miss a single moment? I, they probably do. So they, they probably Rush fans actually have some kind of diaper. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they don't. They definitely don't. You can't leave during twenty one twelve. Yeah, not at all, man. No, you, you're you're in for the long haul. But 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 like that has got to be a thing. I think you're right. I think I think a social distancing. I like it. I like the hole in the floor. But that same thing with the whole drive up car concert thing. Like that thing is going to be the same thing. Like you're going to, you know, you're going to see the guy next to you with a big uh, uh, solo cup full of piss pouring it out the side of his car halfway through the concert. <laughs> it's the way of the where road. Are gonna, where, where are you going to go? You know, you got, you have to think, I think the whole pissing thing and social distancing in concerts, that's going to be a problem. Otherwise, you just know that the entire grass field is just soaked with urine. <laughs> You're walking around the the grounds all kind of soggy, but it's it's not raining. This I know what's uh, finally I have my new business opportunity: galoshes. Mm, concert galoshes. Where are those concerts? For, for, just, just 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 in in fields fields of fields of urine. <laughs> We're turning fucking concerts into a bunch of men in fucking strollers pissing and shitting all over the grounds. <laughs> That's the future. band puppy with the song black hole <laughs> different kind of hole than what we were just talking about uh and that's off their album the goat i can describe them as their uh, pr campaign does and that is weezer meets ghost definitely check that album out cool well brian may was in the news recently uh did you catch this i assume you saw gene vogel share it <laughs> or was it you? I saw somebody share it. I'm pretty sure I sent you a screenshot yeah, of what you Yeah, I shared. like how you like try to turn that around on me. It's like yeah, you jump on Facebook for for two minutes and then private message me three things I already shared on Facebook. <laughs> I just want to make sure you saw what you saw. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> just uh, you know what? You live your you're just you just you, your whole life. You just steer into the skid with everything you just always just like, taking screenshots of social posts is a talent we'll go into that maybe yeah uh, but before we do that uh yeah brian may heard his butthole gardening i didn't really get the detail <laughs> it's not the actual it's like the actual headline <laughs> brian may hurts butthole while gardening the, he's the butt of jokes now he really he really is well done <laughs> This is, uh, I don't know, from about a week ago, something like that. It doesn't really matter. This is a timeless, timeless kind of news piece. It really is. I use it to, to I read it to my daughter every night before she goes to bed. 
Uh, anyway, he uh, landed in the hospital after a uh, pretty severe injury from a gardening mishap. I'm still not sure how. I'm, I'm trying to picture this, but uh, here I ripped. Here's his quote: "I ripped my gluteus maximus to shreds in a moment of over enthusiastic gardening." What the fuck is that? <laughs> is that a euphemism? Am I missing something? I think it is might this be the, is this the Pickering snowshoe? <laughs> it might be. The, the Pickering Snowshoe is what you said? Is yeah. that what the move is called? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Over-enthusiastic gardening. Uh, Gluteus Maximus. Uh, is that the whole quote? Yeah, well, he says he finds himself... Suddenly, I find myself in a hospital getting scanned to find out exactly how much I've damaged my butthole. does <laughs> <laughs> not say that. He's, he said myself. I threw in butthole. Okay. Um, he reassured his 2.4 million followers. Why would you tweet this out? Uh, yeah. Like, hey, everybody, just want you to know somehow I fucking ruptured my rectum gardening. <laughs> just give you an update in case you're thinking, uh, how, how are my rock stars doing this weekend? The best part is the okay. next line. Please, yeah. please don't send me sympathy. I think we're, we're doing okay there. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to heal for a while, but uh, my God. And then, then like seeing his old gray curly long hair pop out of a mask that he's wearing you know because this is why this is why you don't allow famous people to tweet period like uh you shouldn't when you're when you're i guarantee he was on some kind of uh, painkiller a lot of painkillers when they did that uh, what kind of painkiller do you need before you start gardening and, and what, what well, tools was he I'm using saying, i'm saying he tweeted hey he tweeted he was on painkillers when he tweeted that from the hospital oh sure yeah he was oh, all he's up. all like looped up yeah he's like yeah he's all looped up he's like i need my fans to know about my butt <laughs> <laughs> comes out of it, delete that. Exactly, that's uh, right. Man, I don't know. Like, what, what, I, I'm trying to picture, like, you know, t- I think of gardening. I think, like, of, you know, growing up with my mama on her knees and, like, this, like, tiny little plot of dirt, you know, and just kind of kind of digging little trenches and dropping seeds in there. Or, yeah. Um, but maybe it means something different, like, maybe because he's probably got a nice spread. Maybe he's actually, like, got a tiny farm and... Um, I don't know, kind of like losing your virginity riding a tractor. Uh, it just something weird happened. I don't know. No, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. That, I mean, the 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 uh, the English way of gardening is you there's a, there's a big run up and a jump when you use your trowel to, to get that <laughs> to get that dig. It's a whole it's a he whole just thing. Missed. <laughs> he just missed. He just missed. He missed putting the daffodils. I mean, it just uh, it, but yeah, I mean, obviously this thing reeks of spinal tap. I mean, that definitely sounds like one of the one of the drummer deaths or whatever, you know, from from it, right? Was that wasn't that one of the things from it was a gardening mishap with one of the deaths of the drummer? Oh, uh, they would spontaneously combust, is my understanding. Yeah, there's a couple, but uh, but my lord, I mean, come on, man. If you're a rock star, first off, if you're a rock star, I don't care. We we, we did some we did some lands. If you're a man, you don't call it gardening, you call it landscaping. That's what I did this weekend. I think maybe it was just a, a really, really bad shark.
a friend of the show, Eddie Trunk, and a polarizing figure. He's a bit of a, I don't know, a punching bag for a lot of people who uh, listen to shows like ours or, or care about rock and metal. Um, some of it I get. Some of it I think is a bit extreme as far as the hatred. You know, Eddie does like to mention Eddie uh, when he, he's talking about Eddie. Sure. Uh, he'll, he'll do anything. But uh, he had a kind of a, a thoughtful tweet <laughs> for Tammy Down. Apparently, Tammy's been sober for three years. This is from April 28th. Um, so Tame Down uh, tweeted this. Three years sober and smoke-free yesterday. who to thunk? Thanks to somebody named Kimberly Bunch and another woman that, you know, these are all fucking Twitter handles. So I don't know how to read them. For keeping me alive and, of course, all my awesome family and fans. So Eddie retweeted that and had this his own little words of encouragement for uh, oh, good. Timey or Tamey. Can, how? Would, you mind, would you mind doing it in his voice, though? Okay, I'll see if I, I got to dial it up here. <laughs> okay, good. Congrats, T. I miss having a shot of Jack with you on stage at Faster Pussycat shows, but still proud of you, bud. Stay healthy, my friend. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, man, you know, it's too bad we can't get fucked up, huh, bro? With you being such a pussy and all. Uh, yeah. What kind of, no, I, who says that? Congratulations on three years of sobriety. Remember when we used to get fucking hammered? That was great. Don't yeah. you miss that? I do. Congratulations on your uh, on your chip, and by the way, Merry Christmas! Here's a carton of Marlboros <laughs> and, and a case of Jack Daniels. Good luck, fucker. <laughs> Timmy walks outside his house, and there's Eddie on the steps, fucking smoking a cigarette and slamming some Jack. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, hey, he's he's a bit of a wordsmith. You're okay to drive. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe there should be a whole thing of um, like Hallmark greeting cards by Eddie Trunk. Oh yeah, that, now <laughs> catch, we got catch, a... catch catchphrases, ways ways to destroy. Uh, Do you think um, Eddie's just trying to like sell this image of him as like a party animal? I think so, because he's I mean, he's more like the dad that everybody wonders why he's there. <laughs> Who invited the old guy? He definitely has the next day after being a party animal look. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the guy who passes out in your bushes and never gets laid. <laughs> uh, so I uh, look for Eddie to be back on the show here soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. I think Eddie Trunk does have a whole series of anniversary cards that he he put out, except uh, the only thing is it's just the anniversary of every UFO album. <laughs> just the date and release date. You just said it. Uh, well, you know, Eddie's eventually going to get divorced, right? He can, like, basically be the... Um... Why would you say that? Why would you say that he's eventually going to get... <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. <laughs> well, just the odds, 50-50, right? Oh, okay. You're just, okay, you're just doing Vegas. You're just doing the Vegas line. Okay. Well, right. he's a podcaster. You know, the yeah, you know, things, things pile up for him. So, you know, I, my, my point is he can be the caretaker of, like, one of the Cobras and Fire Efficiency Department units. You know, like, he can Ooh. he can run the whole thing, and he can, you know, bring in new tenants and show them how the Murphy bed works. And he's, he's, he's going to pull it out of the of wall, kind of fits right up in there perfect, man. It's really slick. <laughs> he's the... Wednesday he's nights the, we get together and listen to UFO. <laughs> He's the head of the HOA of the efficiency apartments. (laughs) He's the president. Listen, you know what? I think actually you have a good point. You know how they have the whole thing, the Deadpool, where you you, you guess who's going to die in the year or whatever like that (laughs) for celebrities? You could have the divorce pool for podcasters. (laughs) We could just put a post and just put put our date, put the year and the month you think it's going to happen for everybody you know. As well, they they should have you should have your own separate checking account just in you know, just in case. You need to have you have to you have to figure out what is in every podcaster's go bag that you have to just just in the middle of the night you have to all ask. What are you taking with you? You got like a Zoom recorder, two microphones, <laughs> just a wad of cash you've been you've been hiding. You've been hiding in your your kiss box set. You'd be like kind of like a tutorial thing. Like if you're thinking of starting a podcast, are you married? Before oh, you do anything, get a get a separate checking account. <laughs> they have, they have all those blog posts about thinking of starting a podcast. Here's what you need to know, and it has like here's how to use GarageBand. But really importantly, here's the things you really need to know. List of divorce attorneys in your area. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of rehashing the same joke we always do, but that doesn't matter because all jokes have a little bit of reality in them. People, this one really doesn't have a lot. Do we know any podcaster that's married that got a divorce? 
Uh, no, but uh, but I'm sure plenty, there are many right on the border. <laughs> There's a bunch. <laughs> They're right. They're, we could have we could have we could have the pool the divorce pool. We could also have who's right on the fence pool. Who do we think is right there? Oh man, I, I'm still convinced one of these days that door at the top of the steps coming out of my basement is not going to be working, and I'm going to be shut down here. And <laughs> one day you just can never leave. It's like misery. Yeah, it's like don't come well, back. I, I did appreciate the fact when you were guesting on Decibel Geek that you just put in the fact that uh yeah we met five years ago and everything's going great for me but uh, lc has been spiraling ever since (laughs) i was just like you consumed with matters of darkness now i have a family and a very, very nice apartment. No one can go through life being so green and extreme. Just trying to apply for a mortgage, and you'll see what I mean. Sometimes in Basically, if I'm awake, I'm looking at my Facebook feed just to see what sure. Michael Sweet is sharing. Uh, and he shared this story about the the Death Angel drummer. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Death Angel was in Europe on tour, I think with Testament, during the, the, the initial outbreak of coronavirus. And okay. I know Chuck Billy came back with it. And uh, apparently the, the drummer from Death Angel did, too. And he actually got, it was pretty severe. He was put into a coma. Anyway, one of his uh, uh, things that he came out of the coma with, uh, with a bit of an enlightenment about was that he no longer thinks Satan is cool as he used to. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a side effect of COVID. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> While in a coma, Carol said he had dreams of visiting the afterlife. He saw himself leave his body and plummet down to hell, where Satan, of course, lives. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, in his uh, the um, coma brain, Satan was a woman. Ooh, Boom. What that, if God was one of us, man? I don't think that's ever been disputed. It's a woman. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Satan, of course, uh, she punished him for the deadly sin of sloth, morphing him into a... <laughs> hold on. Morphing him into a Jabba the Hutt-like monster who vomited blood until he had a heart attack. I woke up in the hospital bed with tubes coming out in and out of me, and there was a nurse right there. And my first words are, am I still in hell? She, Of course, the nurse ignored him, bitch. She probably was the devil. So here's one thing. Are tubes, when you have tubes connected to you, are they going in or coming out? Coming in and out, doesn't that imply like it goes in the mouth and comes out like a different hole? There's some hole yeah. involved, yes. Like maybe the... I'm not a... But- not a doctor. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, the job of the hut-like monster. What uh, you know? 
the Indians used to think that peyote took them to the spirit world, and we now know it's just the effect of the drugs on the brain. No, uh, I've seen I've seen Young Guns. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> did you see Young Guns too? And I'm all gravy. Hey, man, do you see the size of that chicken? When it comes to Satan and music, you know, I I always found in my own experience that a a certain moment of enlightenment hit me when I realized you can't accidentally worship the devil. In other words, playing a record, you you can't sell your soul. If you're not actively pursuing it, it's not going to you're not going to get you're not going to trip on something and suddenly become satanic. You obviously know why Michael Sweet uh, shared this. He's thankful to have uh, another guy on his side now. He's converting people over to Christianity one COVID coma at a time. <laughs> yeah, not, now you know why he like you know he has kind of like more uh, I don't know right wing views on on how to handle this. We should just open everything up, get people into COVID comas. Hopefully they're all Satanists and they come out loving the Lord. But uh, Ooh, uh, so what? So now that is the conspiracy against COVID. COVID is a is is is, is a Christianity ploy to make the devil not cool. And to increase mm. church going and donations, that's what it is. I'm starting it. That, that has as much plausibility as the other one, so I'm going to start this one. Pretty soon yes, they're going to start me? making me say Merry Christmas. Oh, damn, you're right. Ooh. Oh, boy. Uh, this this world. I have to tell you, the thing that I liked the most about the article was if you could read exactly what it said, how the writer thought, thought about the nurse. <laughs> Can you write that? Can you read that part? I, I thought that part was the funniest part, where it says like you have to be a pretty chill nurse to take. Oh right, yeah. It, it, the, the line from the story is: it takes a very professional nurse to take a patient rambling about hell in stride. <laughs> That's what I mean. Just like whatever. Next, oh, I don't care man. about your job of the hut, a blood spewing story. Well, I like it. The drummer. I should mention the drummer's name. I just we just been calling him Death Angel Drummer. Drummer. Uh, yeah, drummer. Drummer. Uh, fuck, I can't even find it. They don't even put it in the story. (laughs) (laughs) They don't? They just put Death Angel Drummer? Yeah, the headline doesn't even mention his band. It's Thrash Metal Drummer awakens from coronavirus coma, doesn't think Satan is that cool anymore. Do you see? That is the respect of of journalists in heavy metal right there. That's all you need to know. If this was actually like a... (laughs) <laughs> Whatever. If this was Taylor Swift, the story would name check Taylor Swift being Jabba the Hutt. Oh, man. I wish Taylor Swift wouldn't think Satan was cool anymore. Uh, yeah. His name is Will Carroll. Um, but uh, he, uh, the, the experience does have him reevaluating some things, you know, like his relationship with Satan. But mm-hmm. just. Don't don't freak out, people. He's still gonna listen to satanic metal. He hasn't lost his fucking mind. I mean, he okay, still good. loves Deicide and bands like that. But uh, okay, as okay. for his personal life, uh, what he went through, I don't think Satan's quite as cool as I once did. He's just kind of a dork now. No! Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, if if a if a guy you thought was pretty cool turned you into a slothy creature <laughs> like that, you might have second thoughts about your relationship what, with him. I guess. What a dick. Thing. Yeah, huh? yeah, that's right. You're like, like <laughs> basically, maybe he's not cool. He's just that guy you think is. It's it's like you, you know you, when you finally meet celebrities uh, on you know you have the VIP pass and you turn out that they're kind of an asshole. Yeah. That's kind of what I think he's. You know, he's Satan's eh, kind of a dick, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. So. Well, all the best to Will Carroll. Seriously, I'm, I'm glad that uh, it seems like he's at least uh, recovering from uh, the severe complications. But uh, yeah, what you really should be reevaluating is how serious you take a dream. Uh, but I, I think that that. I think this is all a ploy to finally get a writing credit on the next song. Oh yeah, the story. There it is. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Death Angel is going to do like a um, uh, concept album, a concept record based on uh, Will's uh, coma delusions? Yes, I think so. I think this is just a just a long. This is the the, the long game in finally getting some some royalties. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to make money on the side, uh, evaluating people's dreams. Um, sure. So, <laughs> okay. I th- I think the rea- the reality is that like. You know how that that scene where uh, oh Princess Leia is kind of nuzzled into Jabba's big gut and she's wearing that kind of bikini and oh, you know, so, yeah. are you kidding me? That, that I remember that very well. That's a spank oh, moment for a lot yeah. of Star Wars fans. Well, I think we're finding really out was. what this dream is telling Will is that like he was actually thinking about Jabba. Oh. He, he just has never wanted been comfortable, you know, coming out with that. You know, Jabba's naked. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that because uh, you always like to be your what do you call it your uh, your ten cent psychiatry. Yep. Um, 
evaluation. I think that I definitely need to have a meme with you and replace your head uh, from Lucy in uh, Peanuts with a little psychiatric help, five cents <laughs> booth, because that's pretty much your life. Uh, is still over, I'm still overcharging at five cents. So, Yes, the doctor is in. Not a doctor, but the doctor is in. Will you want to wrap this up? I do. Yes, I think we've hit enough uh, important, unimportant uh, uh, news for the day. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of these, so it was good to get back uh, back in the saddle with you. By the way, back in back in the saddle means something different in Pickering. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, this has been fun, but it's time to go, man. Agreed. All right, well, Rock is not dead. It's lining up for the hole. Yes, I got it off, boy. Somebody get me a beat I need some rock and roll music Give me suicide dreams Gonna play that shit backwards, yeah Do you remember when you were 15? Everything was so obscene Spooky story in a cemetery Call all your friends, grab the pitchfork, let's go Baby. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.